Welcome to On Texas Football. This is the recruiting breakdown. I'm with uh, I'm Bobby Burton, the host, and I'm with Justin Wells, uh, InsideTexas.com recruiting beat reporter and analyst. Uh, Justin Longhorns uh, get nicked a little bit today. Jalen Hale, the the wide receiver out of Longview, chooses Alabama over Texas, Texas A&M, Georgia, and and others. Uh, but it sounds like this one went down to the wire between the Crimson Tide and Longhorns. Yeah, that's exactly how it went. It was a Texas-Alabama battle since about mid-July, early mid-July, the last three months. Those two have been the two that have really separated themselves. Early on, it was Oklahoma. He really built a strong rapport with Lincoln Riley. If Riley's still in Norman, this kid commits to Oklahoma a year ago. Uh, it, it extended to USC when Riley went out there. He took an official out there, but I don't think there was any way he was going to move that far away from home. LSU was in the mix for a while. Uh, Georgia was actually a, a favorite there for a bit, but I feel like when he took the official visit, he was there with Arch Manning, and Arch kind of gave him a wink-wink to, uh, well, I'm not coming here. And so Georgia slowly you know, went to the side. Uh, the A&M official visit was basically him keeping his word. He told the staff he would take a visit there. He, he kept his word. He was back home Sunday morning uh, from that visit as well. But at the end of the day, like you said, it came down to Texas and Alabama. Texas was really confident on Sunday night, and for good reason. Uh, but at the end of the day, Bobby, you know, Nick Saban, we, we've said this before. Somebody mentioned it to me on, on, on Twitter that we've talked about it. When, when Nick Saban focuses on a guy, when he prioritizes a guy, that's like Mac Brown in the 2000s prioritizing a guy. It just doesn't usually work out for the other team. And, and you got to give Alabama credit. They they won the recruitment in that regard. I, you know, often I feel like recruits make the decision. Sometimes I think parents make the decision. Sometimes I think it's a family decision. In this case, I felt like it was more of a family decision than individual overall. And, and that's why at the end of the day, Jalen Hill's going to Alabama, joining Jamarian Miller, Miller and Jordan Raynaud, three kids in East Texas in the last nine months to pick Alabama. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that uh, as well as where Texas goes from here. But first, I want to say a special shout out to our uh, sponsor. The Recruiting Breakdown is brought to you by uh, Gabe Winslow, a great Longhorn mortgage professional. Gabe is a diehard Texas ex uh, with over 20 years in the industry doing mortgages throughout the great state of Texas. Contact Gabe today and give him the opportunity to earn your business. Gabe Winslow, mortgages by Gabe.com. Um, so, Justin, where does Texas go from here? Uh, Smart Money says McCall Harrison Pilot and Kyle Parker, the, the young receivers out of uh, both Temple and Lovejoy up in the Dallas area, uh, are the Smart Money. But uh, there, there may be another guy that Texas is trying to get in on too, right? Yes. Okay. That that the, yeah. The Smart Money, the safe bet is Michael Harrison Pilot out of Temple. They've maintained relationship with him from the duration. I think they may take him regardless of position. He's just a great athlete and a good player. Um, and then you've got Kyle Parker, the Lucas Lovejoy receiver that that was offered on campus back in February after his uh, uh, junior day visit. Uh, he committed to LSU. Uh, I do think there's some some wiggle room there if, if Texas wants to jump back in that recruitment. Like we reported a few months ago, they've been talking to Kyle Parker for a while. They haven't stopped that relationship. Uh, but honestly, I, you know, there's one spot left really in this in this wide receiver class. And I think Texas might might go big. I think they might try to go national uh, for this last spot. I think they're going to take their time, too. One guy to, to pay attention to is going to be St. John Bosco wide receiver DeAndre Moore. 
Uh, he's a Louisville commitment right now. He holds a, a ton of offers, 5'11", about 189, 190 pounds. Uh, a great, great prospect. He's a kid that's got offers from USC, OU, Alabama, Texas. Like I said, he's committed to Louisville right now. Uh, he's really close with that quarterback commit, uh, Pierce Clarkson, who's also committed to Louisville. But I think there's some wiggle room there as well. Uh, Louisville doesn't look near as good this year, and I, I think that you could see some of that as well. But With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, that, that's kind of where Texas goes. They have one spot left, and, and from you know talking to sources, it looks like they may want to try to go big with that one last spot. They may go out of state. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, I still think the safe money is on somebody local, like a Michael Harrison pilot, like you said, or a Kyle Parker. If they could flip Kyle Parker, I think that would be the, the cherry on the top of this of this class. I really do. But if they're going to go big game hunting and try to nab somebody else, listen, they've got a really good recruiting pitch right now, uh, Bobby. Quinn Ewers, you want to catch balls from him? Arch Manning, you want to catch balls from him? And big receivers really listen to that. No, uh, name a name a name. This is why the the Hale recruitment is somewhat disappointing for Texas because name a situation that is better set up at quarterback around the country. There isn't one uh, right now, um, and maybe Ohio State's in the same category, but that's the only that's it, right? Yeah. And so um, you can you can think about what you want to and say what you want, but Texas has the offensive line. They got it last year. They've got the two young quarterbacks in both Ewers and Manning. Um, they're going to be able to toss the ball around the yard. Running back and Baxter. That's yep. a big help. Yep. You you get my point though. It's that's why that's partially why I think this commitment uh, to of Alabama and Jalen Hale is somewhat disappointing. Alabama has Jalen Milrow up next at quarterback, and Milrow's not in the same stratosphere as a passer as Quinn Ewers or Arch Manning for that matter. So uh, we'll have to see how it plays out long term for Hale at Alabama. He is certainly talented, though, and that's Absolutely. why the Longhorns uh, were among everybody that was after him. Um, hey, we're we're looking we're, we're talking about recruiting here, Justin, and uh, you mentioned a uh, uh, young man out of St. John Bosco's in Los Alamitos, California, uh, DeAndre Moore. Texas already has a commitment from uh, Spencer uh, Shannon, uh, the off or the tight end uh, out of Modern Day, which is in Santa Ana, California. My question to you, Justin, is. Why does Texas want to go back out there? Is it totally uh, the Sark relationship there? Obviously, they like the players out there too. Bosco, John Bosco, beat the heck out of uh, Allen uh, earlier th this year in, in a uh, intra intra uh, state matchup. I mean, so what, what's what's your thought process on Texas trying to get back out west? I think one, like you said, there's some familiarity with Sark and those guys out there. They built some relationships with those guys out there. You know, even, you know, those guys had visited, some of those guys out at West, they visited Texas already, like DeAndre Moore. They, they, they've taken that trip because there is a relationship there. There is, there is a, you know, a connection that they've had before. And also, like I said before, they're, they're, at this point, Texas is recruiting with a really hot hand. And I mean, what I mean by that is, 
you know, in the summertime before Arch committed, before we saw what Quinn Ewers could potentially be, you know, you're recruiting on potential. You're recruiting on a vision. Now that vision is pretty clear. Texas is going to be able to sling the pill around the around the yard. Why not go big game hunting? Why not go for the the, the number, I believe, 51 overall pros, consensus prospect in DeAndre Moore? Why not go big? Because uh, you have house money at this point. You've got a Jonah Wilson who is breaking out, having a fantastic season out of spring decaying. You've got a Jonte Cook who's pound for pound, one of the best in the country, can do a little bit of everything. And then you got a Ryan Niblett who blends speed, hands, and, and, and quick twitch. So for that four spot, it's not so much settling because I think Kyle Parker's an explosive kid. I think Kyle Parker's the guy that could come in and play. But why not try to go big? Why not try your best? Right now, you're looking at the number three, number four class in the country with all those components around from Arch to Baxter to the offensive line. Don't, you know, I think this is their idea of let's cast a wider net. Let's not get typecast into one area, one region. Let's make sure we have contingencies across the board, not just an hour away, two hours away. I think this is the staff being uh, proactive and kind of, uh, you know, break, breaking breaking off the dust of some of those old, uh, you know, recruiting tapes and saying, you know what, this guy might be a better fit in this role, and this guy, DeAndre Moore, might be a better fit in that role. It's also it strikes me that Texas might also be trying to hang around the rim a little bit on Jaden Greathouse out of Austin. Definitely, definitely. Um, and also hang around the rim with Colton Vosick out of Austin Westlake. If if one of those were to flip, it might influence the other one a little bit. Uh, potentially, Greathouse, of course, committed to uh, Notre Dame. Vosick committed uh, to uh, Oklahoma at this point. Texas likes both of those players and and would welcome them both with open arms. Uh, we'll have to see how the, the rest of the season plays out. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at it, uh, Justin, and, and one of the things I you mentioned was Texas and East Texas. And I wrote an article today for InsideTexas.com. Uh, we have a special at InsideTexas.com right now. I, we say this a lot, but $1 for one month at InsideTexas.com. Uh, I wrote an article today discussing this, and that's the lack of success somewhat in East Texas that Texas has had uh, over the last uh, couple of years. Um, it is typically East Texas typically is who knows who uh, it's not Dallas or Houston where everybody and their brother goes and recruits there. There's a, there's fewer schools that go through. So you see more of the same faces each and every year. Uh, but uh, it might, this marks the second consecutive year uh, that Alabama has reached into East Texas and got the top two players uh, from East Texas, uh, Jordan Renaud to Marion Miller. Uh, those guys, uh, what what makes you think uh, that Texas can change this? And they already have to some degree next year with Aaron Hampton already committed to him, a young man out of Dangerfield, uh, who is the top ranked player. But there's other guys there too, Derek McFall, uh, the, the big lineman, Casey Poe out of Lindale. There, there's a bunch of guys out in East Texas next year uh, that we know Texas is interested in. Uh, how does Texas change this going forward? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. 
You know, I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, Jacoby Williams is a guy that that Texas is in a great spot with, a running back out of Beckville. I know that the, the staff is very high on Jacoby. He came and visited for the Texas Alabama game. He's having a great year. Uh, that's a guy that 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 you get a you know in, that you can mention. Also, Aaron Hampton. Yeah, the twenty twenty four cycle is really good. Derek McFall, his first offer was from Texas, so they were you know essentially proactive there. I think one thing that would help Texas is Nick Saban not being there <laughs> because I swear it, these are usually pretty good recruitments until Saban gets involved, and 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 that's that's because he's the king, and that's because he's one of the winningest guys in the history of the game is probably going to go down as the greatest college football coach ever. There's a reason for that, Bobby. And you saw it in the 2000s when Matt Brown came and sat down on your couch. There were other coaches that would leave. They would just leave because they knew kind of that that was going to happen. For Texas, you just got to keep plugging away. You just got to keep building those relationships. I I think with the addition of Tashar Choice and Brennan Marion, there's there's a renewed energy. And I think that's Honestly, let's let's be honest. Jalen Hale wasn't even in the stratosphere of Texas for two and a half years. And Brennan Marion, Chris Gilbert, and those guys literally narrowed that margin to almost getting him. And so to me, it, it's one of those big swing and a miss type deals because you were so close, but then again, two and a half years for two and a half years, you weren't even in the conversation. So you got to give him credit for that. I I, I you know. It may help that there'd be a guy designated for East Texas. I know that the staff basically runs on a position by position basis, and, and they do a tremendous job. This is this isn't a critique, but I do remember in the past when Texas used to really come into East Texas and own it. They had a guy in the region. They had a coach that was familiar with every single coach in the region. They had a staffer that was familiar with every single player in the region. I don't know if they have that right now, Bobby. And so you have to do it on a player by player position basis. But give them credit. Aaron Hampton is a steal. You know, Alabama wants him. Derek Fall is a guy that they're going to have to battle with because Alabama wants him too. I love where they're at with Jacoby Williams. Casey Poe was offered by Auburn this morning, the big offensive lineman out of Lindale. There's probably a dozen three and four stars, potential high four stars in East Texas for 2024. Texas is in the mix for a handful of them right now. I'll just say if Nick Saban starts prioritizing any of them, we, we need to hedge our bets from the start. But the only way to really fix that is is to win on the field. Uh, they, they, they looked great against Alabama. If they pull out that win, I'm not sure this recruitment goes any differently. Like I said with Jalen Hill, it was a family decision. But at, also you have to factor in that Alabama's still Alabama. They're still the king of the hill. They're, you know, Right now, Georgia might be the best team in college football, but Alabama's the best program, and they're still going to use that. And right now it's just hard to tell Nick Saban no when he comes knocking on your door. Yeah, Georgia hasn't felt the need because they have so, so many talented players in state. They haven't felt the need to really push in places like, like East Texas, even though they were after Jalen Hale. They'll they'll spot recruit it. Uh, Alabama signed seven Texans in the 2020 class. So this is not a new thing for them coming to the state of Texas. All right, where where do you mentioned DeAndre Moore? You've mentioned McCall Harrison Pilot. Uh, Marcus Deal goes to visit. Georgia this weekend. That's one that we're watching. The big uh, two-way lineman out of Garland, Naaman Forest, Texas, uh, hopes to be involved in that. And the deal looks like it's really down between Texas and Georgia at this point. Uh, But what about the edge prospects Texas is after? Because frankly, when you and I talk, uh, that's really the number one question we get from fans. What are we doing to, to create and generate more of a pass rush 
beyond the current commitments that that uh, the Longhorns have now. You nailed it. Jalen Hell stings, but there's still three talented receivers in this class. Edge is where they have to finish strong. They have got to get at least one, potentially two guys in that spot. And right now I feel like it, it's going to come down to a, a Tassilia Kana, the edge guy, edge backer out of uh, Sky Ridge High School in Lehigh, Utah. He's connected with former, you know, Kahuka Hawaii uh, linebacker Leona LaFowle. They're close friends. He took his official a few weeks ago and, and really enjoyed it. I think Texas is in the mix there as well, uh, battling some of those West Coast schools. Colton Vosick, who you mentioned earlier, that's a guy that's that's playing at a pipeline right now for Texas. Westlake has been an open pipeline for the last six, seven years, maybe even a little bit longer. And, and that's a guy that, you know, Vosick, you know, can play anywhere. Uh, you know, he and, and OU's having a great season. And, and, and you know, recruiting its Venables on the defensive side is going to be a tall task, especially with that new car, new coach smell. Uh, but at the end of the day, Vosik has a lot of teammates in Austin. He has a lot of family in Austin. He has a lot of influence in Austin. And I think that's why Texas is going to recruit him through the whistle, because that's a kid that if you pair him with one of his best friends, the other edge freshman backer over there for Texas and Ethan Burke, you're looking at potentially two six five six six kids off the edge, blistering, coming for a quarterback. And so to me, you know, like I said, Jalen Hell burns, but that's a position that you could lose a guy. Texas is already looking real good there from the previous class and this one and the 24 cycle. They've already built a great relationship with the top, top pass catcher in the state, uh, Micah Hudson. So Hell burns, but there's more important things, Bobby, and that's that's the edge. That's potentially finding an interior, one more interior defender. That's potentially finding another corner to join this mix because JV and Toviano kind of looks like he's trending LSU. And so right now, if I'm a Texas fan, I'm going to focus on defense. Yeah, they're going to look at Kyle Parker and Mikhail Harrison Pilot. They're going to push and DeAndre Moore. They're going to try to get in. But put your focus on defense. You got to have those guys coming off the edge, bending it, coming for the quarterback. And right now, Tassilia Kana. Um, is a guy you, you want to know. And Colton Voschick is a guy you want to kind of stash to remember. All right. Um, you mentioned uh, DeAndre Moore, and we talked about him. He has already been to Austin, by the way. I just want to yes. I want to put that out for fans so that it's not coming completely out of the blue here, uh, as well as uh, Steve Sarkeesian's uh, ties to that uh, area of the country. Uh, the other thing I want to I wanted to ask you about, uh, Justin, uh, Jerry Hamilton uh, is on his way to uh, New Iberia Westgate this afternoon uh, to see Derek Williams, uh, the safety from um, there that is one of the nation's top uh, prospects. Uh, a lot of people, we have not uh, talked to him personally, I don't think, since he returned from his official or from his unofficial visit to Texas over the weekend. Uh, it, but there's a lot of talk out there that guys like him and Malik Muhammad might be on flip watch for other schools, right? Yes. Um, what are you hearing in that regard? Because it's it's very important. Texas has the number four overall ranked class in the country right now. Not only is it important for them to, to find more players to add to this group that they really want to add to it, it's also uh, important for them to hold what they got. Muhammad and, and Williams are two key pieces to that, especially in the secondary. Yeah, with Derek Williams, I'm, I'm not so much worried right now. Uh, you should always have a little hesitation when dealing with in-state kids in Louisiana because nobody keeps kids in-state better than Louisiana State. Nobody. And so you always have to have that factor as well. Um, it, it, to, to, you know, With them being so close with Toviano as well, 
they are loaded up at DB right now. And I think that actually helps Texas a little bit. Also, getting Derrick Williams back on campus last weekend was, was, was something we had spoke about before, about continuing those relationships, making sure these players are engaged with each other. The best thing that Derrick Williams could have done was hang out with Jonte Cook, Trey Wisner, Dylan Spencer, and Darren Gillette this weekend. That was huge, getting those guys back together. Not to mention Arch Manning and Will Randall staying in his ear an hour down the road to make sure, you know, he's the Raptor is what they call him, is locked in. So right now I feel pretty good the fact that Williams made it back and, and, and he had some some really good feedback from that, from that trip. Malik Muhammad's a guy that, you know, he's having a great season, Bobby. This is a guy that that, you know, he was already kind of a highly recruited corner in, to begin with. But he has put on some really good film, some really good tape. And guess who notices? Alabama. He's taking an official visit to Alabama on October 8th. And I'm going to tell you that the same thing I'm going to tell you with the other kids. If, if Saban is beginning to prioritize this kid, you have to hold on loosely like 38 special because it's it's going to be a bumpy ride. And, and, and just understand Texas is in a great position with Malik right now. There's a great relationship there. Malik is close to a lot of the commitments in the class. Um, and that they've built that relationship through South Oak Cliff. He's got his, his, his teammate, Billy Walton, who's also committed. I think that helps Texas at the end of the day as well. But Malik Muhammad's going to look around. And when Alabama comes calling, he's going to listen. And so that's a guy that I would watch. Not saying flip watch. I'm not saying anything like that. It's similar to Colton Boschick with OU in Texas. It's something to monitor because it could be changing at any time. That there's always some hooks in the water when it comes to that. So with, with Derek Williams, I'm not so much worried right now. I think Texas did a really good job bringing him back this weekend, and, and, and I can't wait to hear what Jerry Hamilton has to say when, when he leaves Westgate. On the other hand, Malik Muhammad taking a visit to Alabama. Like I, said, I don't know if it's an official. I do know he's going on October 8th. I'm not sure if it's official or unofficial. But I do know he's going back to Tuscaloosa. And if I'm a Texas fan, you got to watch that. That That's something you have to monitor because, like I said, when Nick Saban starts to focus on a kid and get his claws in, it's tough to pull him out. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Um, so I, I tell you what, uh, I, Texas City, sitting at, uh, I think, 22 uh, verbal commitments on the recruiting campaign, number four overall in the country, according to On3 Sports, uh, the Longhorns. Uh, off to another good start in recruiting with Steve Sarkeesian and his staff uh, have loaded up on the offensive line, done a good job at receiver thus far, have the nation's top quarterback and running back committed. Uh, it is a group uh, that as a whole is as strong as one is as seen from the Longhorns uh, as last year. I mean, yeah. just to be quite, quite frank, I mean, this is a, this is a, a back-to-back class uh, that is what Texas needs to do to be able to compete at the nation's highest level. Uh, at the same time, they want to finish strong. And so they need to, they need to find a, a few more guys, especially at edge, defensive back, maybe another receiver as well, possibly find another weapon in, in, on offense, like a Deuce Robinson, a tight end out of uh, Arizona. That is the nation's number one tight, ranked tight end, uh, given that uh, Jatavian Sanders is looking more and more like he's going to be a three-and-done player uh, at that position, uh, only a sophomore. But uh, uh, Longhorns have have some recruiting left to do. Uh, we'll be following it on in, Inside Texas from here on. Uh, Justin, I, I want to thank you for your time. We also want to thank our sponsor, uh, Gabe Winslow. Uh, Gabe, uh, it, the recruiting breakdown is brought to you by 
Uh, Gabe Winslow, a great Longhorn mortgage professional. Uh, Gabe is a diehard Texas X with more than 20 years experience in the industry uh, throughout the state of Texas. Contact Gabe today and give him the opportunity to earn your business. Gabe, by the way, is not only a sponsor of this show, he also sponsors uh, a podcast of uh, our pod, Paul Wadlington. And uh, we particularly appreciate his uh, support of the folks at Inside Texas. Uh, all right, for Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this episode of On Texas Football.